All right, guys, before we get started this week, I just want to make a quick note that we did record this episode in the Ampersand Coffee Shop, so you might hear some dishes clattering around in the back um, or the sink going on or whatever. Um, they were doing their cleanup. It does not take away from the episode, um, but I just want to let you guys know so you knew what those noises were in the background. All right, I hope you enjoy the episode. Social media is a very powerful marketing tool, so whatever we post or whatever we put out is what they see. Yeah. We don't want to look, make it look sloppy either. It's a 24-hour operation, yeah. and you know it's a production in itself, but we've been fortunate enough to have the best employees. Yeah. The reason why I got into it was based on community. It wasn't because of product. You know, everybody can make the same cup of coffee, but I always express like it's about community. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to another episode of Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Grange. I'm joined today by Tan... I'm not going to say... Lung? Lung? Um, and Mimi Lou, yeah. and that one's easy, um, from Ampersand Coffee. Actually, your name is easy. I'm just bad with names. Uh, but thank you guys so much for, for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah, this is this is great. We're here at Ampersand, so if you hear some, some noise in the background, that's what this is. Um, I always love coming out to the places to record it. I think it's really fun. Uh, but first of all, I, I just want to congratulate you guys on, on the opening of this TCU location. Um, I know uh, you've got the one on Bledsoe Street as well, but congratulations. It seemed like it's been really successful. Oh, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been super fun. We've been pretty fortunate. So, like, the school has been really good to us. The students have been really good to us, too. So, we're lucky to be here. Yeah, and I couldn't believe, I mean, you guys are open until 9 o'clock. Is it later on weekends? No, just 9 o'clock. Just 9 o'clock. But, I mean, there was people in here until literally after 9 o'clock. And um, I I think that's great. Um, I went to TCU. Don't get me wrong. I loved Record Town. It was a great spot. I'm a fake hipster. I like buying records. But if this place was here when I was in college, I would have spent all my money here. It's, it's an awesome spot. All your spot. frog bucks. Yes, exactly. All the frog Is bucks. frog bucks counts here? Yeah, yeah we take, okay. we take all we take frog bucks for sure. That's kids amazing. Love it. Yeah, if, if you're a TCU student listening, use your frog bucks and come here. Um, okay, so I, I don't drink coffee, but I do, I do come here about once a week. Um, I love your coffee or your cold brew frappe. Oh, um, it's so good. I get the mocha one. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I, I like the mocha a lot, and I like it because there's no dairy in it. Yes. At least that's what I've been told. Yeah. So hopefully <laughs> no that's problems true. yet, right? <laughs> yeah, no problems <laughs> okay. yet. <laughs> um, but for my friends that do love coffee and tea, they, they rave about your menu. Um, how do you guys choose what kind of coffee that you use, and are you part of the process of picking out the grounds and any part of the grinding up process or anything like that? Um, we definitely get coffee from um, one of our, our roaster. He he helps us blend a proprietary blend and which origins we get to pick. Um, I'm all, I'm, I've always been familiar with like Guatemala, Ethiopians, and Brazil. And so those are the three that I really lean towards um, since it's easier to drink and it's it's very palatable and very it can modify modify very easily okay yeah with our cold brew frappes we do guatemala so that's probably why you like it so much because it has that chocolatey nutty note yes yeah, yeah exactly it's yeah. it's so good and like i said i i really don't like coffee for the <laughs> most part um so but yeah i, I do like that cold brew frappe oh, that's it's, good. It's really and good. like a lot of people actually aren't coffee drinkers that come in here but we like to modify our like menu to cater to that too because not everyone's a coffee drinker yeah 
She's just being humble. She's <laughs> like, she's really good with coffee. She's uh, tell me about the air roasting process. And, yeah, the yeah. Air I'm glad you brought that up. I was, yeah. I was just about to ask. So air roasting is is a process kind of specific to you guys, right? Yeah, yeah. So instead of like drum roasting, you know, drum roasting the beans are on a bed of like, you know, like as if a steak a steak is on a skillet. And so I was running like that, but with air roasting, it's on a kind of like a. I always tell people it's like a a dryer. So the beans are just kind of tumbling through a air roasting process, and heat is getting covered by the bean the whole entire time. And so that's what makes it more consistent and more smoother to the taste because the the shaft of the bean it falls off versus the drum roasting the shaft stays on the bean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I wish I even knew what you were talking about, but <laughs> it is interesting. Tom, uh, are you as in the weeds with the behind the scenes? Uh, yeah, as for videos? sure. I would say that. I, I would more say I, I'm involved in the infrastructure. So, you know, our business is composed of two elements, in a sense. Um, this one is primarily a coffee shop, but we are going to have a mixed beverage license here in the next couple months. Uh, but the blood cell location has two elements in regards to the bar and the coffee shop. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm like a, we're developing a marketing team, yeah. uh, spearheading the marketing side of it as well. Yeah. But just keeping, you know, business development more so than anything. Yeah, it's ever-changing. It's all, yeah. every day is something new. Every week it's something that we're trying to do better from the last week. And it, and I'm, I'm just, for me personally, I'm just a little little part of the whole machine as a whole. We have great employees, but yeah. we also have two other great business partners. Um, their names are Michael and Dom Kampui. Um, but uh, Michael's in charge of the bar side. He's been in the bar industry for say like 20 years. Yeah, 15, 20 years. 15, 20 yeah, years. He's bartended since he was in high school or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dom does all our construction, yeah. you know, everything that you see. Okay. We pretty much built it other than like designing it with our team. Yeah. We pretty much built everything by our hands. We make sure everything is intact every day. Not by <laughs> choice though, James. Not by choice. Bootstrapping everything. So, yeah. yeah. And and that's I I kind of want to come back to that. I, I, sure. Let's let's put a pin on that because you have talked about the struggles of business, and, yeah. and I, I definitely want to give you uh, kind of a minute to talk about that. Um, but I know that you both have a long history with coffee. Right, and um, were you both involved with Cuppa? Is that right? Um, I was. You that were. That was one okay. of my first coffee shops. Okay, so yeah, so let me let me ask you about that. I've I've been to the location at the Irving Bible Church. Yeah, uh, it was really oh, neat. I love the art up on the wall, yeah. and it's it's a really cool spot. How did you first get into coffee, and and how do you take something like that and, and turn it into a career? So I'll ask you, Mimi, first, and then and then Tom. So I started off in high school as just a barista, just getting a paycheck, you know, to spend and. Um, I thought that where I'm at right now would be where I would be at like 50, like as after retirement, 50 years old. But it ended up working really well because I was trying to get into grad school. And it was like one of those silver lining moments where, okay, I didn't get into grad school. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell am I going to be doing now? Um, my cousin, who was a, a roaster um, at that time, he was um, the church, Irving Bible Church was the vendor for him so he supplied them coffee and so at that time Josh he wanted to sell the coffee shop because it was just like a passion project for him and he only worked he only opened the shop for maybe like from nine o'clock to one it was nothing okay. and so in not not even seven days a week it was only open like for four days a week and so um, Josh sold it to Victor and because of my coffee background and I knew like the business aspect of it and Victor was just a roaster we joined forces and that's how it all started with Cuppa. Okay. Yeah. And then a year later, that's when Ton 
came up to Kappa was like, hey, you want to have a coffee shop? I'm like, <laughs> yes, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I, you know, I was in a similar situation too, where I was actually trying to get into dental school. Okay. Uh, you know, every Asian parent's dream getting into <laughs> a doctor, really not, but you know, fortunately, you know, didn't become a doctor, but ended up in a good spot too. And that's like with life, you know, you gotta learn how to pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been really blessed knowing the right people, good people, um, with Mimi, who's really like the soul. She doesn't really, you know, you can't really, you know, you'll see it, but she's the soul of the business in regards to the coffee side, and you know. Me being fortunate to, you know, having a relationship with her from high school up until this point. We've known each other for the last 14, 15 years now. Yeah, that's been a blessing because, like, we see every, like, we saw each other's ugly side and the nice side. And we know, like, the buttons to press and not to press whenever we need to get stuff done. And I think. And I I think the amazing thing is that you guys have basically stayed friends through this whole time. I mean, everyone, if you ask anybody, they tell you don't get into business with your friends. And you guys kind of bucked that trend and you got into business with your friend and it's honestly, it works out, right? And and obviously, you know, who maybe we'll have to revisit in 20 years when you guys see each (laughs) other. No, I'm just kidding. But (laughs) no, but I I think it's so awesome. And and there's such a clear mutual respect for you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, Tom keeps it real. Like he's not going to, sugarcoat things if it doesn't need it yeah he'll know when to like but he'll for sure buckle it down whenever he needs to do it at the end of the day it's good management skills yeah um you know self-management too yes. not only employee wise but just self-management and yeah. making the most of every day and getting after it too because you know i've made my mistakes throughout life and you know college uh, partying and whatnot but you know given this opportunity i know how great it is and that I need to really run with it too. Yeah. So yeah. second, second chance. One of the amazing things that I find about your story is that back in 2009, which I think was when, when mm-hmm. you first started with Cuppa, it wasn't like today there's coffee shops popping up every day. Almost. Yeah. There's four on, on uh, near Southside that just, just yeah, opened. Just four just opened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is great. But which is great. <laughs> which is it, great. It is yeah. great. Even though it's competition, but it drives, I think, you know, more people going out to get coffee and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but my point being, back in 2009, it was yeah. Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. at least at home for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, were you, was there, like, some big fear that this was going to be a failed business? Absolutely not. Because, really? Okay. Yes, yeah. because I think the reason why I got into it was based on community. It wasn't because of product. You know, everybody can make the same cup of coffee. But I always express, like, it's about community and how are you going to bring these people together? Because, you know, a coffee is just a byproduct of it all. People yeah. are wanting conversations. People wanting a community or a place to yeah. hang out. And, and so, that's the Starbucks model, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also with Starbucks, is like, I'm grateful for Starbucks because if it wasn't for Starbucks, we wouldn't be here right yeah. now. And, yeah, having, like, we express it to our employees that, hey, it, let this be community-driven. You know, we're going to make great products, but your heart needs to be there. And if you put love into your drinks, then people will, will know that and people will taste that because they're thinking about you and how you share your love every day. For us, for, well, for me, it's it's about being ourselves. Yeah. You know, the way everything is designed here from the music that we play, like we're not trying to be the cookie cutter coffee shop. You know, we have a bar. Um, we like rap music. We like, you know, we're just like you guys. Yeah. Um, but we've been blessed with this opportunity mm-hmm. and, you know, for us, it's creating this atmosphere, creating the experience that, you know, someone like me and you, regardless of like our age or, you know, whomever, 
can come in and just feel at home too, yeah. especially in Fort Worth too. I think that you know we're a local brand. Mm-hmm. We live around here too, so we know what you know. We know what you guys like. Yeah, so. yeah. We learned that I feel like most recently, like more so, we've doubled down on it in the past three months about let's just be ourselves. Yeah. Let's stay in our own lane and be look, honest. Yeah, be honest, be ourselves. real, mm-hmm. and don't try to be like anybody else because yeah. we can't, at the end like. Yeah. At the day, you can't yeah. be like anybody, so we yeah. only got yourself. And I think, you know, people, they search for community, which is something that you said. Mm-hmm. And you can't have a community if you're not being real. Yeah. Um, or at least a community that lasts. Yeah. And, and I think that's really cool. And it, it really does start at the top. Yeah. Um, which which is awesome to hear you guys even say that. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. And you've, you've brought up the, the bar aspect at, at Bledsoe. Sure. Um, the Bledsoe location. Um when that first started, though, that was kind of a hidden secret, right? <laughs> yeah. People didn't really yeah. know about it. Tell me about that. Um, well, at first, it was a hidden secret. So we were open from uh, the coffee shop was open from 7 to 9 every day. And we would just block off the, the actual bar. But the coffee sprouted its own legs. And, yeah. and you got to listen to it. busting through the doors like, let me sit in here. <laughs> good, good lesson for all the entrepreneurs out there. You know, it's not what you want. It's mm-hmm. what the customers want, yeah. right? And, you know, they were asking for seating. So we're just open to the ideas, and now. So, what was your original vision then? The original, you know, the original vision in itself was to keep it a speakeasy, okay. um, to kind of keep it kind of hidden. Yeah. But you know, customers are asking for more space, and you know, at the end of the day, you gotta learn how to pivot, you gotta learn how to adapt, and just because that's just business, you get thrown. Yeah, we have like in a furniture that's in the middle. Yeah. And we move out every night for the club side. So yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a full operation, James. <laughs> Like, and this is a good opportunity for me to give the employees that like you know they're working right behind us right yeah. now just to kind of clean up the shop but you know from the moment that we wake up they're working and it's seven to nine and nine to ten they're prepping and they get out from ten to two so they really get out from four you know, there's only a two-hour break for the, the actual window and it's 24-hour operation yeah and you know it's a production in itself but we've been fortunate enough to have the best employees yeah um that's our main like that's what i'm really proud of yeah. is that like that's my priority i feel yeah, like at for this sure. moment right now is just keeping them happy trying to figure out ways to like keep them learning educating yeah. them in whatever way they want to in whatever way they want to learn yeah whatever they're interested in and we always tell them like hey i know we know we know that you're not going to be here forever but while you're here let's make an impact and let me let us figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life what well, one of the things that um, I find to be kind of amazing is that a lot of people I think struggle when they try to be one thing but also try to be something else but also try to be something else and you guys did kind of merge those two ideas because it's not like you're a coffee shop that sells a beer I mean you guys <laughs> literally turn into one of the you know pop in West 7th bars every yeah. weekend or every night or whatever it is um, and I, you know props to you guys for, for making that <laughs> work it's, it's really cool um, I'm personally, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the ampersand mule. Um, I don't know if you guys still have it on the menu or no, not. That was really popular. Yeah, yeah it's so good. Um, <laughs> but what, what gave you the idea for those cold brew cocktails? Just giving that edge, right? Yeah, it's, coffee and we're, we're just not your stereotypical bar. We're not your stereotypical coffee shop. We're in the merger. Of the yeah. Two. yeah. And to do it right, you know, to do it in a sense is really hard, but to do it right and to be fortunate enough to be in the right location for it i think it's the most ideal yeah so because yeah. the bartender is the barista's cousin and so there is there's some yeah. common ground to it all that yeah. within like a a cold brew and a moscow mule 
marriages and makes the ampersand yeah. <laughs> there's so much you know, correlation between the two positions that yeah it took us a while to actually realize it too but like a barista is really a bartender in a sense you know yeah. it's it's all about the the experience the customer has mm-hmm. and the relationship that they have with you know the bartender whoever's yeah. in you know working it because that's what they come back for you know because we're, we're, we're located in west south they can go to any bar yeah. I, there's so many cop shops yeah, here too i think so. that what made us kind of like merge it too is like you know how like they did the what was it bacon and donuts kind of yeah, thing, yeah that yeah. combo like where it's like left field and right field all just yeah. married together that's kind of like yeah. what, what me and michael were thinking like <laughs> yeah, i didn't i didn't know michael too. but he didn't know me either but let's let's yeah. make something yeah. make something up so and that's that's the team so like you know every person in the team plays a specific role like um and we trust each other mm-hmm. um at the end of the day it's like we've learned how to really work with each other too yeah and that's been a, a big thing but we're in a good place right now we're, we're ready to grow and we're doing good yeah and let me just say one last you know positive thing for you guys on those cocktails um the uh, the best way i could describe the cold brew cocktail is it's like a good tasting vodka red bull without the crash yes. <laughs> it's like the you know yeah. just like the best of both worlds oh and my I gosh it. i had like a red bull vodka the other like maybe a month ago yeah. my heart was like beating exactly so you don't get that you don't <laughs> get that with the ampersand cocktails i like it sometimes <laughs> like that rush yeah <laughs> um, so uh you you kind of hinted at this before sure um but you did struggle with your your groundwork in the beginning. Yeah. So I was open in, in early oh 2017. Oh had to gosh. wait till the end of 2017. And so yeah. I just want to ask, what were you thinking opening a second location just two years <laughs> later? Are you guys crazy? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it couldn't. We had to be better, right? The next yeah. time. <laughs> this location, we got so lucky. You know, being TCU students, you know, you're you know, like record time was here. The fact that the fact that it was here for so long. It was a testament, you know, and for us, like, if you can see the pictures in the back, that's Record Town in 1950. So, you know, for us, it's preserving the culture. Uh, But, you know, changing the space, we've been really fortunate with this space. Uh, We actually got it just through, you know, our other business partners just driving down the street, mentioning it to us. Shout out to Tyler, too, (laughs) for actually finding the spot. But, you know, I know the hardships in it, you know, like, running a business is hard, James, like, that's why I always tell them, you know, let's let's not celebrate because for every high there's going to be a low. For yeah. for every you know busy season there's a, there's a slow season too. Yeah. So just finding that discipline of just having a consistent work ethic and yeah. kind of schedule, regardless of like we're doing good or bad, we're just still moving forward. You have to be patient and still find time to fill up those empty times because I feel like in a way those are fate's way of saying, hey, you need to get some stuff done before this stuff happens. Yeah. You know. Even though that's a tangent though, James, I know we kinda of brought it to a tangent or at least I did, but you gotta be open to new opportunities too. And this is an opportunity where we couldn't pass it yeah. up. Yeah. Like, you know, you're you know, you went to school right across the street, you lived right across the street. Um, who would have known, right? So yeah. we just took the opportunity, we seized it and here we are. So have you guys always been on the same page, would you say, or was there big discussion back and <laughs> I think me and, me and Mimi have, like, she's like my older sister. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, she understands me, like, yeah. especially now that I'm definitely matured. Yeah. She's seen it. 
you know, she's seen me pretty. We put it all out on the table. In, yeah. in the in the ring yeah. um, the first year. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're good now. Sure. I've known her since I was like yeah. 13, 14, So it's yeah. it's been a while, right? <laughs> yeah. um, what would you say about this location besides it just being in a different spot? Yeah. Um, is is different uh, than your other location? I personally like the fact that we can actually provide toasts and you know, you know actually yeah. cooked meals for the students because you know at the end of the day it's just having the students in here it's the energy yes, there's so many yeah. kids that come in here and out they're all so different there's always a new cycle of kids but they're also i don't know it's a different you know different perspective every yeah, single day that's so. very true the energy is way different than it is over at ampersand i mean let's so. yeah it's so the music that we're playing people are just vibing like studying and they're dancing at the same time doing like TikTok moves <laughs> like, yeah. see, I'm like catching them on the side like what are you doing the renegade <laughs> with this but, one too like I, I feel like it has more personality with us because just like with the paintings on the wall yeah. like the music that we like and I don't know like it, 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 it's a different vibe because the other one's more uh, we, we call it the, the older the loungy yeah. ampersand I where, think this is the lesson like we're putting all of our lesson learned in this yeah for sure. <laughs> well it's kind of funny because people probably come to this ampersand all day and then that same crowd heads, heads to the <laughs> other one at yeah, night which yeah. is kind of cool yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I, I'm always amazed in this location when you walk in it it kind of appears almost small like I'm always worried I'm not going to find a seat oh, yeah. and then you always find a seat like, oh that's good yeah I feel like I feel like it's always packed but you always find a seat which is a good thing or, like, oh, no. or whatever no it's it really it, it's it like you said it's it's got a lot of personality and again I, I'm not here to slander record town I really like record town I, I really did we need but, to. but what you guys have done with this space is just to me is is way better in a way Thanks, um, and, and really cool you've, you've kind of opened it up uh, uh, which is neat um, so I first heard about this location from uh, Courtney Tuscan yeah um, you guys out. work with so shout out to her uh, but she helped set up this interview She's and awesome. all that yeah. so so shout out but um, she gave me a, a couple a couple good uh, question ideas sure um, but she's always raving about the food that you guys have here <laughs> and the first thing she said oh we have to go to percent coffee they have the best toast they have the best toast. Yeah. Right? Does that mean what do you do? Yeah. It's so good. Um, you have breakfast tacos and, and all that stuff. Um, why was the food element so important for this location? For people to come to get a drink, how can we make them stay? Mm. And how do we... It's just another way of income, too. You know, yeah. we've got to get the tab dollar up a little bit more than mm-hmm. just a drink. Because the average drink will probably be like 5 $6. But to, for us to be sustainable, we need a food addition to yeah. the ticket price. And we need it something simple, you know, something easy, and and toast is what we came up with. Yeah, it helps a long way. And it, I mean, it, it really is good. You have good yeah. pastries. Um, you have good. Uh, I'm trying to even think. Yeah, like the tacos. I said. I mm-hmm. think. Do they come from Taco Heads? Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We actually have some from Taco Heads too as well. Yeah. Everything that we actually have on the toast is uh, from a local mm-hmm. local source. So okay. the bread is actually from Proof. Yeah. yeah Nine grams of protein. Yeah. You know, cool. the kids like the protein. So. Yeah. Everything's pretty much catered towards them too. Yeah. So yeah. we want you to be in and out, you know, with your toes in a class and where you need to be. Yeah. And and another thing that that Courtney talks about, uh, just in my couple of meetings with her, is just how like 
photogenic your food is. <laughs> I don't know how the, the right way to say it, but we do really live in this Instagram society, yes. right? Yeah. It's crazy. And, and it's really important that people are leaving here, you know, taking pictures that are going to make other people want to come to the store. Yeah. Um, how much do you have to train people to present the food? Over and over again until, yeah. you know, they feel comfortable making it because I feel yeah. like the discomfort whenever they're prepping it or making it is only because they don't have enough practice. And so we make sure that, you know, people taste with their eyes. Um, social media is a very powerful marketing tool. So whatever we post or whatever we put out is what they see. Yeah. We don't want to make it look sloppy or, it's, you know, it's, not. It's hard to sell yeah. things that you're not passionate about yeah. or you don't believe in too. So like for us, making sure the quality is always there, yeah. um, you know, whether it's the bread, the avocados, making sure that you can actually stand behind it too. Just so, you know, the employees, regardless of their Reese's or working in the kitchen, they're, they're going to be proud of it when they actually bring it to the actual customers. I, I'm kind of a control freak. I like to have control yeah. over a lot of things. And yeah. I would assume most business owners are, oh, yeah. are kind of that way. Yeah. How has it been, especially having the second location now, giving up some of that control? It's been good. It's a, it's, it's a good um, liberating feeling, feel knowing like, that we have like employees that can help train yeah. us and have a big team behind us to do that. Because yeah. I think they know, they, and they know and they see how hard we've worked and they want to emulate that same, that same attitude towards the new people that come in. Yeah. It's good. You know, it's so cheesy, James, but it's good leadership. You know, like, I pick up trash, like, and it, it, it sets a tone. Yeah. Um, it sets the tone to your team because, you know, if I'm willing to pick up trash, you know, they're going to be willing to pick up trash, yeah. too, and they're going to like it more, and they're going to be more passionate about it, too. So we've been really blessed, like I said, with a really good team. They've helped us grow because yeah. um, I'm definitely a control freak. Like, I'm very, like, like things done, like things done my way or, you know, like things done right. Yeah. But yeah. letting that go and, you know, trusting your team to actually do it, it feels really good. So... And I love that you said that uh, one of the chefs that we've had on the podcast was just talking to me off air about how important he thinks it is that his team sees him in the dish pit mm -hmm. you know, yeah. once a week. Um, he's back there doing dishes yeah. for a whole night of service or half a night of service or whatever that is. And I, I do think it just all starts from the top and yeah. kind of trickles down. Um, but again, you know, you guys can't be everywhere at all times, right? No, so can't. how often would you say that you're like, what, what's your normal work week like? How often are you at the stores? Which store are you at more than um, the other? I, we share our time at both stores pretty evenly, but I'm here more so, a little bit more than the other shop. Okay. Because, um, over there, like Bledsoe has been, it's established itself and people know the ins and outs and what we expect from them. But here, since we've just opened, you know, have to, we have to set a standard before we kind of let it go a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it goes down to leadership. Set an example and don't be afraid of do any, any sort of job like, no, no job is too little or too job, no job is too big. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the thing, you know, I feel like I'm almost being too complimentary. I'm not being a uh, objective we'll, journalist. We'll, we'll right? take it, James. But, <laughs> no, no, but seriously, like right, right when I walked in, there was, there was that kind of welcoming right yeah. away connection. Uh, you know, it's, it felt like we'd known each other for a while, but this is obviously the first time we're meeting, right? Yeah. So I just encourage people, if they see you guys at the store, just say hi. Yeah, yeah that's all we want, too. Dude, we're just like... We're just like you. We like we like the same things that you guys yeah. like too. And we would love to meet anyone that's interested in business. I'm here to talk to you. I'm yeah. here to you know help you guys too. So yeah. Um, so I, I kind of want to start wrapping this up um, just by talking about a couple of the ways that you guys are more environmentally friendly. 
Um, and I know for one, uh, you've been repurposing your coffee grounds, right? Yeah. To go to the Tarn Area Food Bank. Yep. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, Stephanie, she picks up the food um, grounds for, I think it's about 11 gardens and it helps just raise food for the food bank and just for people to, to create um, community service and help raise like um, fruit beds and vegetable yeah. gardens and stuff. Yeah, that's the extent that I've known. Fort Worth is so great in a sense of community. Like they care about, you know, the people that live here, like the nonprofits, uh, the Kittering County, they, they definitely don't get enough DAP. Uh, so this is our opportunity to actually do that too. So this feels good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do the same thing at the uh, culinary school of Fort Worth. Yeah. And, um, I love that more and more people are doing that mm-hmm. and giving back to the earth and giving back yeah. to the community. Yeah. And it's just all that little small stuff instead of throwing it out. It starts with me, right? Yeah, totally. And I, I was really, um, she got me onto it, but like now that, you know, that little progress, that little action, it makes a difference. So. Yeah, and it's so easy. You just yeah. put it in a bucket and give it to them. That's all you have to do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then who doesn't want good smelling coffee grounds mm-hmm. around anyway? You don't yeah. want to throw those out. <laughs> We're trying to go towards um, strawless and cups and mm-hmm. then yeah i was just straws. gonna ask you about that you guys have the the hemp based straws right yeah we, and... yeah. we want to start doing that um, hemp based straws i think those are better, way better than um uh, paper straws paper i straws. agree <laughs> totally agree paper yeah. straws we have a love-hate relationship with paper straws right now <laughs> yeah. like they're good for one moment and the next next yeah. minute they're like a mush yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> we actually like tested some straws yeah. and like they said it won't get mushy until two hours and we literally timed it we're just, we were drinking our coffee and like timed yeah. it and it was like, like an hour and 20 minutes on yeah. the show. I'm like, eh. <laughs> Do you have those equal-friendly lids, though? Um, we actually brought them in this year, and a lot of customers have been using them, too. So, so explain the difference between a normal lid and an eco-friendly lid. Eco-friendly lid is uh, like a sippy cup, like a hot dome cup, but for cold cups. Okay. And so people are just drinking out of um, by mouth, by mm-hmm. lips. And then the other way is um, just a X-slot lid that um, you have to insert a straw to. Okay. Yeah, because I, I think you kind of mentioned this, mm-hmm. but um, people want to be environmentally friendly and they want to do as much as they can until it's an inconvenience to them. So yeah. if their straw is becoming mush or yeah. if they can't sip out of the cup. Um, so, But I think it's great that you guys are moving in that direction and you clearly have a big customer base. And I think the more you can affect those people, they affect the next place they go to and yeah. um, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think it's awesome. Um, clearly, if, if people can't tell, like, I can't recommend this place to mouth. <laughs> uh, I, I really do love it. Um, I think what you guys are doing is, is awesome. Um, take a couple minutes here or a minute just to promote yourselves. Um, tell people where they can find you on uh, social media and your locations and all that. You, you hit up the social media first. <laughs> Come by and stop by Ampersand. Um, we are located on 3025 University Street and our other locations on Bledsoe, 3009 Bledsoe Street. Our Instagram is Ampersand Texas Coffee and see us on Facebook as well. Perfect. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts you'd like to say? I always like to give this time for if people have anything they didn't get to say. Um, uh, any, any last thoughts here? Yeah, I just I just want to thank you, James, for the opportunity for this platform to you know talk to all Fort Worth in a sense. Um, we're young entrepreneurs. We're in the grind right now. And be on the lookout for us. We're, we're growing. So thank you. Yeah, I, I think it's exciting. I hope uh, people come check you out. But thank you guys for agreeing to come Thanks. on. Yeah. Um, this has been a blast. James is the man. <laughs> I, I told him to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that interview was brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. 
Located on Camp Bowie Boulevard, the Culinary School of Fort Worth is helping future chefs pursue their dreams every single day. You can reach out for more information or to schedule a tour on their website at csftw.edu or you can reach them by phone at 817-737-8427.